Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to RealMentorsRadio.com. This is our first broadcast for 2012. And as normal, I'm a little bit late to our own show. And I'll tell you why. I can use your guys' prayers on this one. My dad uh, was rushed to the hospital a couple of days ago. And he had gained 16 pounds in 48 hours. Come to find out his kidneys uh, were shutting down. They were not, um, at least not operating at the full capacity. And after getting him into the hospital, starting to look at everything, uh, they were able to find out uh, truly that it was more uh, than just his kidneys. Um, It was literally his heart he's got a congestive heart failure and i can i could use your prayers um in this he is going in right now uh for a uh, a catheter on his heart i can tell you that he is not strong enough the doctors have already said uh, not strong enough for this operation but they cannot wait any longer they have to find out how bad his heart is so as you can tell, it's a little crazy in our life right now. It's crazy for my mom. They are always on our radio show. Today, uh, they are not on the show because of this. So please keep us all in your prayers. Um, I talked to my dad this morning and he told me he loved me, told me to take care of my kids and take care of my wife, and uh, no matter what, to to make sure that they are taken care of. So, hey, today we are starting into a series that will be fun this month. It's called Credibility, How Leaders Gain It and Lose It, and Why People Demand It. Now, this is the crazy thing about this. When we look at leadership, when we look at credibility in our leaders, you know, if you go back to the 90s, we had hit an all-time, actually the 80s, we had hit an all-time low in leadership. People were cynical about leadership. Well, guess what? About 2007, 2008, the same thing happened again, but we hit an all-new low in this. And this is why this is so important to me. I see stuff all the time, especially as someone that's around the direct selling industry 24-7. I see great leaders come on board. I see great leaders passionately building an organization, building something they can be proud of. And then all of a sudden, it seems like – now, let me let me say that. Let me preface that. All of a sudden, it seems like. Everything just goes to pot. All of a sudden, there's critical websites shooting up everywhere about how you can't trust this person or you can't trust this team. Matter of fact, Orrin Woodward and I over Christmas were talking about this because he's done such a, a, a great job, him and Chris Brady, over the years. I mean, if you track, track them backwards, you literally see great success, but yet <clears throat> where there is great success comes great criticism sometimes. And there are people out there and websites out there that just – totally bombard them. Richard Brooke and I have talked about this. You know, what is it that causes some people to to succeed and excel in leadership and others not? Even John Maxwell, one of my mentors, Art Williams, one of my mentors, you can find people that say they're the scum of the earth. Art DeMoss, who is, is a hero of mine in the insurance industry, his son wrote a great book that we're going to be covering in a few weeks called The Little Red Book of Wisdom. Even Art, Art DeMoss had his critics. So what is it? I think it all it can all be summed up in today's 
title of this message, Leadership is a Relationship. We're using the book Credibility by Barry Posner and James Coos. And and this book is an amazing book because these guys who who wrote the Leadership Challenge, who who I have been they're they're just great. I follow them constantly. They've been the catalyst. And the reason I do is because they don't look at one industry. They look at all the industries. They look at everything that's going on. They follow people to understand deeply what is it that makes this go. And they use so many different, oh, what do you call it, so many different case studies. Here's Beth, who's a South African by birth. She was educated in the U.K., and she holds an MBA from the Hong Kong University of Science and Technology. She's worked throughout Europe, the Mideast, Asia. Listen to what she says. I want to work for a company where I believe in the message being passed down from my top management team. I want to feel as though I'm part of a team and that I have the same beliefs as the company does. I've heard learned that one needs to love what one does and believe in what one's doing in order to do a great job for a great company. I thought, wow, man, this is this is pretty powerful. She says, I have learned that most individuals are driven by the same thing as I, the possibility that surrounds us and being excited about the future of what it holds. If this is the case, and this comes from a gal that was born and raised in South Africa, not even here in the United States, but yet, I learned this many years ago, and when I talk to people, I find out that they still believe they just need a job. They don't trust their leaders. They don't trust that life's going to change for them. As we've studied, and I've studied leadership for over 30 years, I've learned that people are energized by the values and the visions that give their lives meaning and purpose. I think this is why Rick Warren's book, Purpose Driven Life, became an all-time bestseller. See, if we're not surrounded by the right belief system, one that, that, that builds up our core, then we're not even going to be able to follow the leader. And here's something else to keep in mind. A lot of times we join organizations or we join companies based on the hype, based on the emotions that, hey, maybe, maybe just maybe this is the one for us. And very quickly we find out that the values are different. I'm not saying that they're bad. I'm saying they're different because we may be the one that doesn't fit that value system. I see this in the religious community constantly. As you guys know, I, am, I, I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm no theologian, but I have studied different faiths to understand them because I'm not one that believes you just go out there and beat up everybody that doesn't believe what you believe. And the one common denominator that I have found is people leave churches, denominations, and even faiths when they feel they have outgrown the belief or the value system of that church or their leaders lose credibility. I, I was born, I wasn't born, I was raised in a denomination where in the 80s almost every one of the major preachers that fell on TV were, came from this denomination. And I said, the heck with this, I don't need this crap. I did not trust the spiritual leaders in my life. It took me on a journey that caused me to really look deep inside of myself and study biblical history and cultural history to make a decision on my own. A lot of times in just general leadership, we do the same thing. We see the same thing. 
what we end up seeing is that people make decisions. Do I want to be part of this faith or not? Do I want to be part of this organization or not? Based on where they decide they're going to go when they've lost the credibility, when their leaders have lost credibility with them. Listen to this. It says, leadership may once have been conferred by rank and privilege. It may once have been something that was characterized by a command and control, top-down, do-as-I-say style. No more. Matter of fact, if, if, you, if you read um, Lynchpin by Seth Godin, he talks about this. See, today leadership is only an aspiration. It is something that you may have to earn every day. Because on an everyday basis, people choose whether or not they're going to follow you. This is something direct sellers don't understand. Now, a lot of company owners understand this. Some field leaders understand this. But the majority of distributors don't get this. When you're building a network marketing, MLM, direct selling organization – and you use the concept, we're in business for ourselves, but, but not by ourselves. This is a true statement. But here's where network marketing and spiritual uh, organizations have in common, have something in common. And that's the fact that in both cases, you're leading a volunteer organization. People get to decide daily, do I want to hang with this organization or move somewhere else? And at any time, the credibility is lost, whether at the corporate offices or whether in the field. What happens is the people move, the people leave. So we have to remember, write this down. Leadership is a relationship between those who who aspire to lead and those who choose to follow. Leadership is a relationship between those who aspire to lead and those who choose to follow. See, this is huge here. This is something that we all have to understand. So how do you get the loyalty, the the loyal constituency? How do you get people to follow you? James Garner, who's the former cabinet secretary and founder of Common Cause, And his advice, six presidents, says this. A loyal constituency is one when the people consciously or unconsciously judge the leader to be capable of solving their problems and meeting their needs. When the leader is seen as symbolizing their norms and when their image of the leader, whether or not it corresponds with reality, is congruent with their inner environment of myth and legend, reality or fantasy, however you want to look at that. See, this is, the, this is the deal. So what is it that most people look for? What are the characteristics of an admired leader? If you're going to win the credibility of your constituency, your followers, your team members, what is it? And I can tell you since the first time this book was written back in the 80s till now, the three top characteristics pretty much have stayed the same. Now, you got to understand that more than 1,500 managers nationwide provided 225 characteristic traits. The top three, number one, integrity. The leader is trustful, is trustworthy, has character, has convictions. Number two, competence. 
is capable, is productive, is efficient. Number three, leadership is inspiring, decisive, provides direction. This is huge. Over the years, over 75,000 people have completed the the, the, the credibility survey. It's called Characteristics of Admired Leaders Checklist. And here are the characteristics. This is this is the top one. This is great. People look for leaders who are ambitious, broad-minded, caring, competent, cooperative, courageous, dependable, determined, fair-minded, forward-looking. You know, these are all alphabetical. Honest, imaginative, independent, inspiring, intelligent, loyal, mature, self-controlled, straightforward, and supportive. Those are the main. Ones. Now, here's the, here, listen to this. In 1987, the number one characteristic was honesty, integrity. It had 83% of the votes. In 19, or in 2002, it had 88% of the votes. And in 2010, when this book was published, 85% of people were looking for a leader who had the characteristic of honesty. In other words, had credibility. Number two was forward-looking. This hasn't changed. In 87, it was at 58%, or I mean at 62%. It was, it was the second highest. In 19, or in 2002, it was 71%. In 2010, it was 70%. But now listen to this. Number three was inspiring. And that had moved up considerably, 69% from 58% in 87. See, this is huge. This is big, and if you look at the fourth, which is, I mean, these four are way above everything else, competent. And it's funny, in in 87, that ranked as third instead of fourth. Inspiring was fourth. Today, it's ranked fourth over inspiring. People are looking for hope, so they're looking for leaders whose credibility shows that they are honest and forward-looking. They're inspiring and then that they're competent. Now listen to this. Your top four developing countries in which network marketing is really cranking up right now, let alone the rest of the world. The United States, number one. Honesty, the second highest is forward-looking. Inspiring is number three. Competence, number four. It's the same way in Australia, perfectly. In Brazil, inspiring and competence, they, they, they fluctuate. Competence goes to number three, and inspiring goes to number four. This is huge. Even in China, this is an amazing situation here. Listen to China. This may be why we have issues with China. In China, honesty is number three, competence is number four, inspiring is number one. Japan, Korea, Malaysia, Mexico, the Philippines, all are looking for honest leaders. In other words, honesty is absolutely essential to leadership. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's the only way that you can build on that. And I believe that's why when we look at leaders that grow large organizations and over decades of time, even corporations, they continue to build on that credibility. Steve Jobs is a prime example. Absolutely, you can find people that don't like Steve Jobs' personality. 
but his track record speaks for itself. He was forward-looking. He was very honest. He did not back down from what he believed in. He cared about his people. That's why people worked for him constantly. It's interesting. When I look at leaders, when I look at controversial leaders, Frank Vandersloot comes to mind over the, 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 the founder of Melaleuca. One of the most controversial leaders, but yet he's very honest. You know where Frank stands no matter what. Orrin Woodward's another example. People will write all kinds of stuff about Orrin. Some of them know him personally. Some of them have never met him. But you always seem to know where Orrin stands because he writes so much stuff that even as he changes, as his leadership style changes, there's evidence of it. I mean, when I look at leaders, John Maxwell, I can go back to his original books till now and see things that have changed. He will honestly come out and say, you know what, I was wrong in my thought process back then. My principles I taught were not right. Here's some additional information that we need to talk about. This is a sign of credibility. But what happens? This is something to think about. What happens when the leader has credibility? But the, the, the constituency or the followers don't see this is something to think about it's interesting as we look at this because there are an opportunity that because a leader will hold so true to his core or her core that when others who are not at that credibility level they believe in cutting corners moving different ways doing different things that there's a possibility that they will become disenchanted, leave the organization, but leave in a way that that their personality weaknesses come out, whether it's in critical thinking, in negative thought, in in writing, whatever the case is. I mean, this happens, and I'm not – I'm a firm believer that where there's an ounce of criticism, there's probably also an ounce, maybe a pound, of truth. People don't just naturally go after something or somebody for the heck of it. There's always something there that can be said, oops, I made a mistake. Thank God we're human. General Petraeus says something very profound here. He says, there was a point of time when someone came to me at the right height of the violence, the most difficult period, and candidly there was not enough support in certain quarters at that point in time and said, sir, The only thing we have left is our credibility. And I took that pretty seriously. See, all leaders must take their credibility seriously. Credibility is the foundation of which leaders and constituents will build grand dreams of the future. And without the credibility, the dreams will die and the relationships will rot. What happens when your dream doesn't match that of the dream of the leader? See, one of the things that, that, that I love about my pastor is that he has impeccable credibility with me. But he's not perfect. And we've gone round and round in issues that I don't see eye to eye with him on until I've at least understood where he's at. does not mean I totally agree with him on everything. 
but I at least understand where he stands and why he leads. And he knows without a shadow of a doubt that I will stand in the gap, constantly be praying for him, and that when I don't understand something, I won't be taking it to the masses. I'll be coming to him and saying, I don't get this. And that if any time I cannot be under his authority, I will respectfully leave the organization. Could it happen? Yes. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. See, we have to make sure as leaders that we're walking that walk. When it comes to leaders, in most respects, constituents act like loan officers. When the leader makes promises, that is, compete verbal promissory notes, so to speak, about what they will do to guide the organization on a journey to an uplifting new future, people instinctively do a credit check. They ask themselves, the last time this person made such a promise, did it get kept? Was it the truth, or is it just some campaign pledge to get us to sign on? Can I trust the person? I'm using Orrin Woodward a lot because I'm doing a lot of research right now into Orrin and his organization. It's something that just continually, I, I want to learn more. He's doing something that's never been done in network marketing like this, and I want to check it out. But something that came to mind is, as I was studying some of the, the, the court records when Orrin left Amway, one of, the, one of the things that both publicly and privately that has been talked about was the fact that one day the goal, the big goal was for, for what, what they call team, that's their organization, to offer a standalone company, a standalone compensation plan, to be able to to build upon the future using leadership, using basically Orrin's, Orrin's and, and Chris Brady's belief systems that, that it takes to grow personally and in business. As I've studied that and I've looked at that, I realized that there are people who, when they left Amway and ended up signing with Monavi thought that the promise had been broken, that, that Orrin had sold out to big establishment, that he was, he was not fulfilling what he had promised. Now, this has been tough for me because I've had to analyze this. And what I'm, what I'm seeing now that all of a sudden Orrin and Chris have launched their first real network marketing company together. But what happened was the promise wasn't broken. The promise was delayed. Because of my faith, I see this quite a bit. There's a lot of times that God delays his promise. If you know the story about Jesus dying on the cross, you know, the, the Bible throughout history, throughout the Old Testament and New Testament, have made the comment, a Savior will be born and will come and, and deliver the Israelites out of captivity. If you've watched the movie Ben-Hur, people really thought what that meant was that there was going to be, you know, a, a Savior. The Son of God was going to come back and he was going to kick butt and wipe out everybody. And instead, here comes Jesus humbly giving people hope. There were people that didn't believe him, just like there's people that don't believe leaders today. It wasn't that his credibility was in question. This is what I've had to learn. 
It wasn't that the credibility was in question. It was the fact that the people didn't understand the message. And I'm having to learn that there are times when we won't understand the message. And that means that communication is also another major factor in leadership. If we stop communicating, if we are not communicating correctly, then our constituents will not follow us long term. They will leave. They will leave based on the fact that they have misinterpreted what we said, and we as leaders did not take the time to explain it correctly. That is an issue. That causes people to say and do things. If a leader continually does this, and if a leader feels threatened through their own personality traits, that they're threatened, that somebody's questioning their authority, they're still going with the old leadership style of rank and file. They will lose that credibility. People will leave them because they don't understand. Here's what I want us to take away from today's chapter. Leadership is a relationship between those who aspire to lead and those who choose to follow. The second thing, people choose to follow a leader not because of the leader's authority, but because the leader lives up to the expectations expectations that constituents hold. See, I don't like the word follower. I really like this constituency word here. I'm going to use that. Third, the majority of people look for their leaders to be honest, forward-looking, inspiring, and competent. Now, in different industries, like the healthcare industry, that's probably going to be competent. It's going to be number one. I can almost tell you that. I mean, locally, when you're in different industries, these are going to fluctuate a little bit, but overall... These are the four. Number five. Actually, that was number three. Number four. Credibility is the foundation of leadership. And number five. Credibility is earned by daily actions leaders take over time. It does not come automatically with a job or a title. Respect is given. Trust is earned. And you may say, Troy, you're nuts. Respect is earned. No, it's not. Respect is giving. I respect the office of the President of the United States, period. I respect the office of the Commander-in-Chief, period. I respect the office of my pastor, period. But the trust of the people that sit in those positions is earned, or lost on a daily basis. I know that I can screw it up at any given time because that's the way humans are. And every day I get up and I pray, Dear God, please lead me correctly and help me not to use knowledge but wisdom in speaking to the public. That is the key. Man, I love this book. I love these guys. Tomorrow... Credibility makes a difference. Folks, get your people to listen to this. They can download it at iTunes, download it, you know, listen in the archives, but make it happen. Because if you're going to lead, 
then you need this yourselves. As a matter of fact, the guys have a phenomenal book that you can get with this. Uh, it's the Credibility, a Strengthening Credibility, a Leader's Workbook. I've already ordered my copy. I want to be the best leader I can for those that I lead, for my constituencies. You need to be the best leader that you can be for your constituencies. Live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here tomorrow for RealMentorsRadio.com. Bye now.